Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello, Tom Canning here to introduce Football in Berkshire's interview podcast, Berkshire Football Stories. Every week, the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast brings you great podcasts from our regular chat pod with myself, Abby Tysehurst, and host Rob Davis, as well as a second pod that will include an interview with someone from the world of Berkshire football. As always, the guest list is in motion, and in the hot seat today is Lukman Kasim, ex of Maidenhead United, Ascot United and now applying his trade in Finland's second tier. Lukman was a really was really great to talk to. Uh, we discussed his path in the game, uh, certainly why Slough has the best five-a-side footballers, um, bit of chat about Ian Davis, uh, and of course, uh, how on earth he ended up playing in Scandinavia, which I'm sure is, is the big talking point that you're all interested in. Uh, if you like what you hear, make sure you hit subscribe to get the latest episodes every week, and look us up on Twitter at FI Berkshire or on Facebook by searching Football in Berkshire. In the meantime, here is our interview with Lookman, thanks for joining me. Um, really great to speak to you. Thanks for coming on our podcast and having a chat with us. How is Finland? Um, you know what, honestly, it's a very nice place, especially in the summer. In the summer is when it's like really good. But in the winter, oh, the winter <laughs> is like, I think it's one of the worst things I've experienced, especially last year's winter was way worse than this year's winter. Like last year, I came a bit earlier. I came yeah. around December time. Um, so when I came, I didn't expect it because before when I first came to Finland, I always came during the summer. So I always thought like, whoa, this is amazing, man. <laughs> nice. The sun doesn't go down. Everything's beautiful. But then last year when I came in the winter, yeah, I was like, I was amazed. And I was thinking like, what have I literally <laughs> And it just kept on getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And I think the... Um, the lowest it got was like minus 27. Wow. You know, yeah, imagine that minus 27, minus 26. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, but it was something around those those numbers. Yeah. And I was like, well, and the worst thing was, okay, it's the hardest thing, but it's the best thing as well at the time, 
when you're trying to wake up in the morning to go to training and you're like you're like oh because the house is so warm so when you as soon as like you just take that first step out and you're just seeing ice and it's just snowing or it's hard it's really hard especially that's why the season is played in the summer yeah because none of the pitches are available to play in the winter there's no way you're going to get a pitch in the winter (laughs) but other other than the weather in the winter i think it's a very nice place you know there's some nice people here obviously it's not as diverse as england is with like cultures and everything but I, i think you still you meet amazing people and i've met a lot of people from different countries you know not just finnish people but players from Trinidad and Tobago, from Jamaica, from um, Iran, Iraq, um, so many, Gambia, you know, yeah. so many different places. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Let's listen, just just for people who don't know, because obviously we, we kind of jump soon. The reason I talked to you, I wanted to ask about Finland, because you may or may not be aware at the time of recording, it's about 40 degrees here. It is, it is we are melting. The, the roads are melting it's uh it's mental and i i just wanted to know what it was kind of like there a little bit yeah i spoke to my mother this morning i spoke to my mother this morning yeah and she said to me man it is so hot here <laughs> and i said yeah i've heard like like 40 is it like that yeah yeah and she was like yeah it's like so so hot everybody walking around with fans and stuff people are not even and i looked at what's it called um the first time ever i looked at uh, i saw a post by JMA Redden. Yeah. Um, Butch posted, training is cancelled because it's too hot. <laughs> and I said, what the hell is going on? It must be crazy out there. It, it, it is it is it is unbelievable i don't I, i'm pretty sure it's never been this hot before and and uh, i just i'm envying you being out in it somewhere that's slightly slightly better in terms of temperature well let, let's let's finish the temperature talk by me asking you what is the temperature right now in finland right now is around right now it's really good weather it's like around 18 in oh. gentle breeze you know <laughs> like 10 o'clock so yeah right now we're doing well we're doing well Oh, lovely stuff. Well, well, Lukman Kasim, thank you for thank you for joining us. Um, I wanted to just so you you play you played at Ascot United. Um, I believe you played at, at Binfield. Am I right in that one? No, I didn't. Yeah. So, but you you took a couple of years ago. You took uh, you took a decision to go and play in Finland, and it's worked out pretty well as far as I can see. You're a Finnish second division champion. Yeah. That was that was last season. That, that now I'm going to really struggle to pronounce any of these team names. But you're currently playing for is it Yaps? Yeah, right now it's Yaps, yeah. And they are they are in the Finnish second division. And um and how so how's the season going? How, what's 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 happening? Um I think on a personal level, um for me it hasn't been the best of season personally, but we still have a long time left of the season cuz uh, Yaps just were promoted. Yeah. Uh this is the first time in their history to be in the first division and okay. uh, in the second tier of Finnish football. And I tell you what as a team, we're doing really well. I think uh, way better than everybody expected us to do. And one thing I have to say is the more and more we're playing together, the more and more we're gelling as a team, we're starting to now understand. And I, I think this is for me as well. We're starting to understand each other's strengths much more and our weaknesses much more than we did in the beginning, you know, because yeah. um, it's very different between Yaps and some other teams that I've played for, played for 
obviously, I don't know if you've ever watched one of our games. I don't think you have. No, but... not at the moment. Not yet. I, it's on my list of, uh, of, of things to do. It's uh, I'm really keen to, to have it. I've been sent some pictures of you uh, by the club photographer and they, it looks great. But we play a very, very, very different system to what people in Finland will normally play. We actually play a very similar system to how maybe a lot of lower league teams in England would play. We play right. a very route one type of football. Yeah. So it's just like we get the ball. It's not opening the game with maybe passing through the centre-back or the keeper plays. It's straight trying to get the ball into the opponent's half as quickly as possible, yeah. whether it's the long ball, whether it's a um, quick pass in through the gaps. But most of the time, it's just a long ball. And our manager really likes us to to be more just to get the ball as much times as we can in their half and that's when we can allow ourselves to like express ourselves yeah when we're there so he has a very good i would say a very different but i when you look at the logic behind it yeah he's got a very good point of it he says um the more you have the ball in their half the more chance you have to score yeah you know? so sometimes it's like but we're very well. I think we sit fourth in the table right now, and we've won our last two games. So I think we're doing very well right now. Let's uh, so let's just so breaking it down a little bit. Obviously, the teams come up from the division below. Is there, is there a lot of the players from that from last season? Because that that would obviously explain a little bit why you're why they're going kind of down that route a little bit. But it, that obviously works for you as well as a forward because you're getting the ball straight away. Um. Kind of and kind of not because um, I've always played as a winger. Yeah. So the left side or the right side, mostly around the left side. And I've played as a number nine a couple of times. But here at Yaps, we no longer, they don't, they play with three at the back. So wingers, right. them, they're playing with uh, wing backs. So yeah. I've had now um, kind of learn how to play a different role. And that's the wing, I'm playing now as a wing back for the team. But it's still, I think, uh, we get the ball a lot in that area. And it kind of sometimes I get the ball in my strengths where it comes to, you know, one-on-one, one-on-ones yeah. against backs and everything. But I think, yeah, uh, I think we don't have... I wasn't here last year, of course. Yeah. But there's been a lot of new signings, maybe um, five to six new signings. I think uh, from what I've noticed... In Finnish football, they do a lot of new signings every year. Yeah, you know, I'm not too sure why, but a lot of uh, there's a lot of signings at the end of the season or the beginning of the season. Maybe they'll keep six, seven of their core players and then try to to bring more players in. Especially when you're playing, um, maybe in the second division or the first division, then maybe there's not as much much changes but I remember even last year when I was playing at Vepes there was I came in and there was at least 10 new signings or 8 new signings that season yeah so I think there's a lot of new signings in this season as well I think there's around around the same but obviously as time goes on the more we merge and the more we understand each other because you can see the players that have played maybe 3 years with the club or 2 years with the club they're very um, accustomed to the style of play. 
You know, they really are, they they understand. Okay, yeah, this is the press. This is the press trigger. Or they understand where the loose balls might drop. They understand. Okay, maybe coming into this pocket or going into that pocket. You know, they, they're more aware of how the situations may plan may plan out to be. But of course, I think for some of the new players who have come in, um, it's like, whoa, you know, to begin with. But then you kind of gradually understand yeah. the best of it. And I think you, you you end up getting used to it. And then you see this is, okay, it's not the most um, flashiest way to play. But if we're sitting fourth in the table and, you know, joint points with third, yeah. I think you can't complain. You get you're getting the job done at the moment. So, um, I I was curious to know. I was curious to know. Kind of, I, I know I've read your I read your bio on the on the apps website, and it and it was it talked a little bit about how you ended up going over to Finland. But I wanted just to just kind of get that get that from you. Um, kind of. So how 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 does how does how does a young man who was who was sort of playing around Berkshire and various other places end up playing for Finland? Because I'm sure it's something that a few more people would quite like to do. I tell you what, I think it is something a lot more people should actually think of doing. Because I think for me, my general goal as as a kid was always to play professionally, you know? To have that experience to be a professional footballer, to know to myself, yes, I'm a professional football player. And um, I think it came at the time when I was... Um, because I played with um, Maidenhead under 21 uh, just before I went to Finland. And I was playing under Aaron. Yeah. And we had a great team that season, but the season finished and it was like, okay, now what's the next step? Because there's no longer, there's no under 20, there's no more unders, you know, it's either you go into the maiden yeah. or you don't. And I didn't go into the maidenhead first team. And I remember Aaron telling me, yeah, let's, we're going to go to Ascot at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't really been to Ascot, but it was a time where I think I was a bit more, I wanted something, you know, I wanted to try something. And I just remember my uncle giving me a phone call. It was in uh, Ramadan time. And he said to me, listen, how's football going for you? And I remember saying to him, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting here with an agent. And the funny story is I had a, I was talking to this agent maybe a year ago. And he said to me, listen, I can't help you because the uh, so-and-so that I'm focusing on some other things. But if anything comes up, I'll, I'll alert you. So imagine a year, like we've literally forgotten each other. Yeah? He just tells me, listen, um, how's football going? I can, and I said, it's all right. And he said, he said, how can it be better? I said, if I get a, like, you know, a, a club or something. And he said, listen, I have a club in Finland for you. You leave in a week. <laughs> and I was like, and at this time, I just, you know, I think it, I was just, I just got a little summer job at the time at JD. Yeah. So I literally started JD working there for a week. I've only been working there for a week. And the guys told me I'm leaving next week. Yeah. So imagine like I'm scratching my head thinking, what the hell's going on? Hi, everyone. Tom here. Uh, I should have said at the start, completely forgot. Uh, This interview kind of is in two parts, sort of by... With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? 
Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Accident. Uh, we, Lookman and I, lost signal with each other uh, during the first part of the interview. Uh, and it took about a week and a half for us to catch up together again. Um, so there is a little repetition just at the start of the second part of this interview. Uh, um, but it's really, really good. Uh, I hope you enjoy it and um, see you at the end. Hi, everyone. We're back. We've had a little uh, little break. Um, Lookman is back with us. Um, you were just telling us, Lookman, you've got, we were talking about um, uh, how you ended up in Finland and you were telling me that uh, you were just started work at JD Sport. And I presume this was in Maidenhead or was it in Reading? No, it was in Slough. Oh, in Slough. Sorry, my apologies. Um, so just yeah, you just started working, and, and within about a week, you got a call to go and play in Finland. So, so what what was going through your head at the time? If I'm being honest with you, it was like when they gave me the call. It was I don't, like I told you, I've only been working at JD for a week or even two weeks. You know, so I was kind of getting getting comfortable and everything. And I think at that time, I hadn't asked. Yeah, I hadn't joined Ascot, but obviously I remember um, Aaron telling me, you know, at the end of the season that some of the players were going to come, obviously, to Ascot and the under-23 teams. And I remember what was so funny is on that day that I actually got the call, there was, um, I think, uh, Stead, he sent this pre-season, pre-season calendar. So obviously, I remember opening the preseason calendar, and I was at a football tournament, five football tournament, and I remember opening the preseason calendar, and I was like, okay, yes, you know, and this was this would be my first step into actual like, okay, I've played, you know, the Saturday, the Saturday league, you know, the Park League, I've played the Sunday league, but this would be okay, my first step really into maybe yes, five non-league type of football, you know. So I was yeah. really kind of excited for it. And I was like, yes, you know, okay, maybe. A, I'm going to see what this is all about. So, and I remember after the tournament, my phone had died and I got home and it was around, um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Ramadan. Ramadan. Yes. Yeah. It's Ramadan time. So I remember getting home around like one-ish, one-ish, you know, and I just got home, you know, my phone was dead. I remember hearing my mum's phone going off, going off. And obviously you don't kind of pick up your mum's phone in it because you're like, oh yeah. So, and it just kept on going off and I picked up the phone and it was my uncle and he was like to me, how are you doing? Like, why are you not picking up your phone? And I'm just like, I was at a football tournament, you know? And he said to me, and this is one thing, this is what I have to say, like football is very crazy. And he said, I'm with like, how's football going? And I said, it's all right, you know, but really and truly I'm thinking, okay, yeah, it's, I'm taking a, a big step next season. He said, I'm with this agent and a quick backstory about that agent. We spoke last year like um we spoke the year before that mm-hmm. and he said to, he lives in manchester this agent and he said to me um we basically broke talks and he said to me listen i can't really help you right now because um i'm planning a wedding i'm about to get married and all of sorry about that that's right um and all of those type of stuff that he's planning a wedding and so he can't really try be looking for clubs for me and everything and then it was him on the phone he was 
agent that I was sitting next to him and he was like, yeah, so how are you doing? I said, I'm all right. And he goes, um, so how can football become better for you? You know, I said, you know, if I find like a, like a club or, you know, a different club or something, you know. And he goes to me, okay, I've got a club for you. They want a forward player. And I thought he was going to say, you know, um, Manchester or even mm. Scotland, somewhere, you know. And then he said Finland. And I don't know, yeah, my geography is really bad. <laughs> so I was like, like where the, where the, where's, where's Finland, you know? Like, what is... And he said, yeah, it's Finland's a country. I said, what? Okay. I had an understanding that Finland was a country, yeah. but I had no idea where it was. And he said, yeah, um, you leave in a week. And I was like, what? I'm leaving, to, I'm, like, I'm leaving to Finland in a week. I have no idea about Finland. I don't know nothing about the country. Like, I, have, I don't even know where it is in the map, you know? So I remember just, like, that week, it was... I had never... Okay, prior before that, I'd never really trained so hard, I think, in that time frame. And I just was... I obviously I had to break the news to my mum. And my mum's really kind of... She's my biggest supporter, but she's really kind of strict as well, you know? So she wants, or at the time, she wanted more, like, to go with the education route. Mm. Because I think that sometimes, you know, when you're playing football, it's a big risk, you know? Yeah. Because it either can go your way or it can't go your way, you know? But I think for me, it was like, I have to try it, you know? And at the end of the day, she supported me a lot. And I was really, I was really kind of in the edge where I thought she was going to say, no, you're not going. <laughs> no, you're going to stay working at JD and play yeah, yeah. but I was surprised when she said um, yeah you can go you know and okay I'm a firm believer in like I'm a Muslim you know so I'm a yeah. firm believer in Allah you know in God and I remember like towards this time frame I was like praying a lot and asking you know like if God can have uh, just open a door for me, have a different, like an opening for me to be able to go and chase my goal, to chase my dream, you know? And it was crazy how this happened. And I remember getting to Finland, obviously I left within a week. And it was, I think, one of the hardest, deci hardest decisions at the time because it was going to be the first time that I was kind of away from my yeah. family, away from my mum away from my friends and everything. But I remember at the time, you know, I never really understood how big the decision was, you know. And it wasn't like I went into Finland first division or Finland top flight or even Finland second, you know, because we play, there's the Beckers Liga and then there's Division 1, Division 2, Division 3, Division 4, Division 5 and Division 6. It's like uh, the pyramid. It's kind of like the pyramid in England, but it's... Mm as much steps, you know? Yeah. And I was going into Division 4 in Finland, which is basically the fifth tier of Finnish football. So it's not... Um, I would say it wasn't the prettiest, like, adventures in the beginning, you know? Because you're going to the fifth tier of Finnish football. It's like, I would say at times, it could be kind of a, at a level of some players are really good some you get some young players who are trying to break through then you get those old experienced players and then you get players who are, you know a lot of the players who are just playing kind of for fun but I think what really made it really good for me is I was in a, like kind of like a village I'm not too sure how many people but it was such an amazing village you know 
it had, I, I would say, if you want to improve as a football player and you want to devote yourself to football, it was the best place because mm. place and it had a petrol station, um, there two supermarkets, K Market and S Market, and that was it. It had shopping center. It had nothing. It had one amazing pitch, one of the best pitches I've ever played on. It had another artificial ground. It had a gym and it had an indoor dome. It also most of my days, well, all of my days was like wake up in the and then train full time. It's not full time. Yeah. So you go in there, and I was actually ended up going there with a player from Manchester. His name is uh, Billet, um, Somali lad. And we actually shared the same apartment. And it wasn't the best of apartments at the time as well. Really small apartment. And like my bed was here and his bed was here. So it was like, you know, at the time we didn't realize, okay, this is a bit of a struggle, you know, because it wasn't the best place. Hmm. Area wasn't like, okay, it was a, a, a nice area and the people were amazing to us and everything. But it wasn't like a place, okay, you want to go shopping there, you want to go. But it was nothing like that. It was like, Full focus, you know? Yeah. You didn't have no distractions. You know, there was nothing to do like, okay, you want to go to the, maybe you want to go to the bar, you want to go to the club, you want to do this, you want to go that. You, you, nothing. It was like, you wake up in the morning, me and Billy would go into the pitch, do our own individual sessions, come back home, stretch. Then we go into our training with the team, come back home, and it would just be repeating that, repeating yeah. that. And the manager, who was actually the manager at the time, who's actually my agent now, funny, it's ridiculously funny story, but <laughs> agent now, he helped me so much. He's, his name is Jan Cooper Cissé, and he's like such a, an amazing career, you know. I think for someone to look, he's played countless European games, qualifier games, Champions League qualifying games, he's played Europa League qualifier games, he's played for his national team, he's played against like players like Didier Drogba, he's played against players like Yaya Toure when they're playing against Ivory Coast, you know. Mm. Uh, such a such a good person as well. And one thing that I would say, a lot of people have agents and a lot of agents take I've heard and I've seen and sometimes I've nearly experienced where some agents take money off players, you know, and almost like kind of sell them a dream. I would say it's a scam, some, some agents yeah. do to some players. And especially with young players, because, you know, it's not hard to sell to a player for them to pay you anything, you know, because as an agent, you could just say, listen, you want, you want to achieve your dream. I can help you achieve your dream, blah, 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 blah. You pay me this amount of money each month. I can open these type of doors for you, you know? And how many people think about that? You're desperate to, to want to be a professional footballer. You just yeah. want to play. They just will, will, will take that, you know? And I think I was really lucky to find somebody to help me. And he never took a penny for me, you know? I think even till this day, he still doesn't take a penny for me. Um, done all of my moves. And I've played him for, I think, three seasons. Three seasons, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. But the first season was like, it was an okay season in the fourth division. I think I finished around fourth, but I scored mm. around 15 games. And then I came to Ascot. Yeah. And crazy because I played three months uh, in in Finland. And then I, three or four months in Finland, I came straight back. And on the set, I came back on a Monday. I trained with Ascot on the Thursday. And then I played on a Saturday for Ascot. <laughs> and I scored... 
I think, yeah, the best goal I've ever <laughs> goal against Windsor. You know? And that year, I learned so much. I think that's one thing that I have to say. JT, uh, and I even said, I worked with Stead for a season there at Ashcock. But those guys helped me so much, you know, as a player. And even like, it was a time of maturing as a player. You know? mm. There were some decisions, I think, towards the ending of the season that I didn't realise, you know, that was like, OK. You know, I think there was one decision, cup final against Windsor. Um, they played Chris Elliott, Chris Ellis. So yeah. Him as a striker and I was on the bench. You know, and I was that day and I was thinking that, but how can they play like a centre-back as a striker? But it ended up, the centre-back assisted Harry Laffer's for the winning goal, you know? And I think those kind of decisions you kind of understand is for the greater good. Of course, you're a bit annoyed that you're not playing, but at the end of the day, you won, you won a trophy there, you know? Yes. Yeah. But it was an amazing first season there. You know, I played with some fantastic players. I learned so many things, so many players. Like, you know, I think uh, I was playing on the left flank. Minas was playing as a striker. Um, he's progressed really well as yeah. well. As Dan Price, Harry Laffers, and then you've got JD as well. He was, like, fantastic. I, I really loved playing with that guy. Because he would always just swing the ball to me, you know? <laughs> and, play. and I think that first season, I really developed as a player, really, like, I just now started to get quick, get faster, make decisions, like, sharper, yeah. you know? And I remember going back to Finland, um, going back to Finland um, that season. I went back to Finland that season and I ended up scoring 41 goals yeah. in the, like, the fifth year. And it was a crazy season. And what's so funny is I remember my agent, who was my manager at the time, he said to me, right now, look, man, you don't need to think about, like, the money, you know? Don't think about the money. Don't think about these big moves. Or don't think about that. Just play, you know? Play football. Just play football. Play football. And things will open up for you, yeah. you know? And... He was a man of his word, you know. I scored, I remember scoring those goals that season. We ended up winning the league. And there was a time within that season, and I also believe, like, God works in mysterious ways, but there was a time in that where um, we were going to move, three of us. There was yeah. So it was me, a guy called Omar, and a guy called Billy, and the two were from Manchester. We were going to move to a team in Division 2, so that's like two steps above, you yeah. know. And we went to trial with the team and we absolutely killed the trial, you know. And imagine there was a bit of politics within that. Such like not the highest level, there was a bit of politics where the move couldn't go through or something like that. And I was a bit disheartened, but I think, you know, I finished the season strong. And as soon as I finished that season, it was like I wasn't taking a rest. I was playing the season in Finland, coming back, playing with you know, I came back straight away, played with Asko, and I think it was a season where they got that new 4G pitch. Yeah. It was an amazing season. I think that season as well, I learned, I think I learned more in that season because I was play, I was playing on the left flank and Ian, he just had boots. Yeah, yeah. Ian he Davis, yeah. Striker, yeah. And I tell you, in the beginning, I thought to myself, yeah, how the hell is this goals? 
And I used to just ask him some questions. Like, what do you look at? What do you see? Like, how do you move? And I used to pay so much attention to how he plays, you know, how Ian plays. Because, you know, in the modern day as a striker, yeah, you know, you see some players who are a bit flary, a bit of this, a bit of that. But he was just so, you know, his understanding to be in the right place at the right time, when to take the shot, when not to take the shot, when to move here. Like, he used to be scoring so many rebounds and things like that in training. And I used to think, like, okay, I'm here doing 150 stepovers, yeah? And I'm not getting in, I'm not going nowhere with it. You know, I'm taking this guy, I'm taking that guy. But this guy's just racking, 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 racking those numbers. And I remember learning a lot from him. And I remember that season, it was JT and Dana. And I remember them giving me, like, so much advice, you know, and like always uh, motivating me when when I was playing, you know, like constantly telling me uh, you need to do this better, you need to do that better, like make decisions faster and th those type of things. And I think that um, relationship grew and it just started, I think I just started to excel so much. And there was even times when... You know, when I wasn't performing, and of course, you know, if you're not performing, you're not going to play. And sitting on the exactly. bench, maybe three, four games, five games or whatever it is, it kind of builds this type of hunger inside of you, you know, that you want to do better. And I think one thing about me was I, I was so, I'm so like, like my mind is just, how can I be a better football player, you know? And it was like, I wanted to train. I wanted to learn. After training, I wanted to do more training. You know, I wanted to do more runs. I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that. And I think after that season at Ascot, is I moved back to Finland again to play yeah. to, because we got the promotion. And I ended up playing in the third division. I played in the third division now. And before the third division, this is again another funny story, before the um, before I went to play in that, that was Corona time, where the Corona yeah, would, yeah. would hit uh, midway. It was like pre-season time, and I had never been to Finland in the winter. <laughs> so I've always imagined, I've always been going to Finland when it's summer, you know? Yeah. Beautiful weather, the sun doesn't go down, amazing. So I've come there, and we've, we've travelled way earlier. And we were supposed to have a trial with a Division One team. Two division yeah. teams, uh, one called um, FF Yarrow and VPS, yeah. who, I let, who I ended up signing for the season after. But Yarrow kind of told my agent, listen, we, we don't want to see them this week. We'll see them next week. And I had already booked my ticket. Yeah. So I went to Finland. It was freezing. I think it was about <laughs> minus 15, minus 16, minus 17, something like that. And we never had no trials. And yeah. it was me this guy called Billy and this guy called Omar, because we're not signed for that club that we normally play for at the time. Yeah. So imagine here again, when I say you have to find sometimes in football people who will help you because they believe in you. That agent was, he was paying our rent for this little small apartment, really yeah. small apartment. There was three of us living in that apartment. And we'd be go waking up in the morning Taking the, like he would let us take his car. We'll drive to like the inside dome, train there for a couple of hours, come back, do the same thing of every single day, yeah. and train with the team. And 
he the, the agent just put everything on his head you know and we ended up having a trial at another um second division team and we absolutely killed it absolutely killed it and then the team wanted to sign me the team was called salpa but it was around that corona time so i think finances was such a big thing yeah and things just stopped you know as soon as everything stopped with corona we flew back to england and obviously everything just stopped and we never knew actually knew if the season would be played yeah and i will tell you i think that was one of the hardest times as a football player because when football is like it's everything to you, you know it's your job it's your hobby it's it's your your social everything is within that it's like now there's no football you can't play football so what do you do you know and we did it. i didn't know if the league was going to continue and i remember just training that period you know cuz i've got like um artificial ground in my back garden yeah. so <laughs> i was just playing there every day you yeah. know passing working on my dribbling passing the ball off the wall um getting some weights from my next door neighbor you know cause it's like i was in i don't know like a hyperbolic time chamber, you know, no distractions, just yeah, completely yeah. just doing it. And I remember um, their agent and the manager called and said, the season's on. And I have never like shouted and screamed like with so much joy. <laughs> you know, thank you, God. And I remember going back there that season and I had felt, I felt like, you know, there was so much in me, inside of me that like, I'm going to go and kill the season. And we yeah. had an amazing season. We didn't end up getting promotion. Back-to-back promotion would have been amazing. But we ended up finishing second. But yeah. I topped the goal-scoring charts that season in the third division. And in the third division, it's played three different areas in Finland. Yeah. So it was this side, this side, this side. And I had topped all, all sides. That was fantastic, yeah. So it was like an amazing season for me in the third division. I remember in the fourth division, sorry. And I remember speaking to my agent when we left. And he said, we're definitely going to get you a move next season. You're not going to stay here next season. And of course, you know, that's a good thing. You want to hear that as a player. And I remember coming back to England and I think um, a lockdown happened again. And I couldn't actually, we couldn't, there was no games for me to play or anything like that. And it was like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then I think the lockdown ended up going. And I played actually a game for Ascot. Working yep. for us, got 45 <laughs> minutes. Um, I forgot who it was against. And this is, again, where you look at JT and Dana. You know, they don't need to play me, you know. Mm. But they understand the situation. I mean, they understand what I can bring, you know. They don't even need to let me train with the team. You know, because what am I actually bringing to the team? Yeah. I'm not playing for the rest of the season. But they're happy, you know, to allow me to come to train with them. They're happy to still give me advice. They're happy to open up their facilities for me, you know? And those are some things that, like, I don't know, as a football player or somebody who's aspiring to be a football player, you have to have some good people around you, you know, that kind of believe in your ability, that kind of want you to progress. Yeah. And I say I thank God for this as well, you know, because those two, uh, I played under Dana for maybe five years because he was also assistant with Steads at Maidenhead. Yeah. So those people... I can't thank them enough, you know? It's, there's no way I can thank them. There's nothing that I can give them because the knowledge that they gave me over the years, you know, was amazing, you know? And I played that. And I remember um, it was a time 
where I was kind of not knowing where I'm going to go for the next season because that's what happens in Finland, yeah. you know? A lot yeah. of teams, I think I said to you before, they yeah. sign one-year, one-year contracts. Yeah. And I was like thinking, what? And I was on the phone to my agent, like, <laughs> you know? And that's a hard time, I think, as a football player as well, when you're a free agent, you don't know when the next move is. And he was like to me, uh, just chill, you know? Yeah. yeah we're going to get, we're going to sort something out. And I remember, again, it was another year where I was just fully devoted training with, every, with whatever I had, you know, playing five-a-side football, you know, that's something I think a lot of people outside of England don't realise how much five-a-side football is such a culture in English football, mm. you know? You go to Power League goals and you're going to find some crazy players. Yeah. And one thing that I think people don't actually realise, Slough have, I think we have like the best five-a-side football players um, I think probably you could say in the in England. Yes, because they've won so many. There's a South Europeans. Yep, yeah, I've seen I've seen them. The the chat the guy that runs um, Sing Saba. Yeah, Zuf. Yeah, Zuf. Who I think he's just gone over to Aldermaston, but um, he uh, yeah I've seen the score. We've done a couple of pieces on school on the Scorpions. Um, when up at Manchester City, they did they won a competition up there, didn't they? And uh, various other things. Yeah. So imagine now, and I used to love that. That's one thing. That's like a tradition for me. Whenever I go back to England, Wednesdays, uh, anyone who plays in that Scorpions kind of circle or is in Slough, they know Wednesdays, 9pm, powerlifting. <laughs> it is like a traditional event, you know, and you get like the best five-a-side players in Slough. Everybody's there, you know, you get, even Harry Laffers is there. I brought Harry Laffers yeah. along as well. <laughs> Harry Laffers is there. Um, my cousin Nahe Nawaf, he's another quality player. Hassan, Dylan, Jovan, there's so many. Kareem, so many good players. And then you've got like such good goalkeepers as well. So, and it's just the intensity there is like so high. And imagine now doing that on a Wednesday, yeah. doing your own sessions on a Monday, double sessions on a Monday. You're, you're planning your own calendar because you're doing your own preseason. You don't want to go yeah. on a trial and you're not fit, you know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Look, man, what this has been brilliant. Um, I, I love these ones where I don't have to say very much because you, you got, you are the interesting, you're the interesting person on this. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to see, I just wanted to kind of just round it off with, like, obviously you're you're in the second division now in Finland. Yeah, you you're full time. Um, kind of full time. Kind yeah. of, but you've you've got a you've you contracted so. Yeah. So um. Obviously, you won that. You won the second division last season. Yes. With uh, with VPS, what are you staying in Finland for the foreseeable future, or are you, is the aim to get back to England and get higher up the the pyramid? What what's the what's the plan for the future? Um, I think. Or is it know, just is it just like today? I'm living today. You know. Uh, I think um, I have the plans for the future. You know what I want to achieve at the end of the day, but I think right now it's like. I want to be top flight, mm, mm. you know? And I think it's top flight is one step away. Yeah. You know, to be in top flight football is now that's my biggest goal, you know? And I don't think at this time for me to come back to England to try achieve top flight, that's a, it's going to be, I think, a much longer journey to try to achieve top flight there. But I think for me right now is to be top flight football, full-time football. So if it means that I might stay in Finland for another season or a season after that or whatever it is. But 
it depends, you know, and I think that's the one good thing about players going abroad because the exposure is much higher in these type of countries, yeah. these countries because, okay, so maybe it doesn't have that many people. And if you can hit top flight, now you're playing against teams that are, what's it called, preparing for Champions League qualifiers, yeah. you know? Yeah. You're, preparing, you're playing against teams that are preparing for Europa League qualifiers or Conference League qualifiers, you know? And I think now you can be testing yourself against players who are who are now one step away from European football. Yeah, yeah. So I think in whole, it's just I think I'm really loving the experience, and I'm not too sure. But the biggest plan for me is definitely I want to play football back in England, like in the near future. But right now, I think my goal is to be a top flight football player. Fantastic. That's that's really great to hear, Lookman. Thank you very much for this. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, definitely. I think it's been a long time coming. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Tom Canning and featured special guest Lookman Kasim. It was produced in the loosest sense of the word by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. You can find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook and at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 that's 0330 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.